0: Are you talking shift? We are. It's time for the We're Talking Shift podcast.
1: Now, now, now.
0: Here to talk shift, Lori Bischoff. We're talking shift. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of We're Talking Shift, the podcast where we talk a lot of shift because when we feel stuck, if it's time to level up, rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship shift, Basically, any kind of meaningful, effective change in our lives, the first thing we have to shift is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. On today's show, I am thrilled to have Dr. Lori Shemek back on with us to talk about inflammation. Now, I know that inflammation doesn't sound like a very sexy topic, but... It's estimated that 100 million Americans suffer from chronic pain and inflammation, and about 1.5 billion people worldwide do. Well, that's not sexy either, you guys. So let's pay attention. (laughs) And just realize that so many of the diseases and conditions that are directly associated with inflammation are on a steady rise. So I think that it's really important to get a clear understanding of exactly what inflammation is, its causes, and its purpose, Now, Dr. Lori is well-known as a pioneer in creating global awareness of low-level inflammation and how it's responsible for and the core cause of most illness, disease, faster aging, and weight gain. She's the author of How to Fight Fat Flammation, and the best-selling author of Fire Up Your Fat Burn. She's a leading health and weight loss expert and also known as the Inflammation Terminator. She has made it her mission to help clients lose weight and educate the public on the toxic effects of certain foods and lifestyle choices and how they create inflammation in the body, resulting in weight gain. She's a leading authority on inflammation and its role in weight loss, preventing disease, and optimizing health. The Huffington Post has recognized Dr. Shemek twice as one of the top 16 health and fitness experts, alongside such names as Dr. Oz and David Zinsenko, author of Eat This, Not That. The Huffington Post has also recognized her as one of the top 35 diet and nutrition experts. Dr. Lori is a health contributor to Fox News. She is also a health expert, For the ABC TV show, Good Morning Texas. You may recall that Dr. Lori was with us about uh, five weeks ago now, I think. And uh, we talked about the cocaine of foods. So, yes, intrigued. If you missed it, be sure to go back and listen to it after today's episode. It was episode number 80. Now, without further ado, welcome
1: back to We're Talking
0: Shift, Dr. Lori.
1: Hey, Lori, thank you so much for that nice introduction. That was very nice of you. Wow, uh, absolutely. Thank you. It's great to be here again. So Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lucky me. We always have really good uh, conversations and I love having you on and yeah. I'm very grateful to have you back again. And this is another super important topic. And I think mm-hmm. that it's become so common and just the word inflammation and everything that goes along with it, that I almost feel like people, you know, when things become so common, it's almost like it no longer is sending up red flags and alert signals to people. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I thought, let's, let's kind of start at the beginning. Let's, Define inflammation, you know, tell people what does it mean specifically as it relates to the body and then the difference between acute inflammation and chronic inflammation, because there is a big difference. And I think, you know, it's good for people to understand that Mm -hmm. after after you explain that, then we can talk about, you know, what creates it and its purpose and all that good
1: stuff. Right. So, yeah, we, you know, inflammation is a buzzword now, and especially with the coronavirus, it's people are more acutely, if you'll pardon the expression, Mm -hmm. (laughs) aware of the word inflammation, right? But a lot of people would connect inflammation with, say, knee pain. For example, <laughs> joint pain, which it is, but there's two different types of inflammation. Actually, there's three different types, mm. and I wrote a whole book on it called "Fat." It's fat cell inflammation, but the book is called "Fat Flammation. Okay. And uh, but the first type is called acute inflammation and this is a very necessary part of our immune system we need it it's uh it's there and it's uh, there to help us heal to protect us and it's not very cute however because it's (laughs) uncomfortable it's painful it's that Black and blue swollen ankle, or that terrible head cold, or that cut on your finger. And without acute inflammation, which is an immune response, uh, we would be sitting ducks. We would not be alive. Okay, mm-hmm. again, it's to help us heal. So let's take that cut on the finger. When you cut your finger, an enormous amount of inflammatory molecules are released and soldiers if you will rush to the site of the wound the cut and they heal it the soldiers go away the inflammation goes away and all is well that's acute inflammation it goes away I call it loud inflammation right okay so it's like temporary right yeah, that's a great way to look at it. It's okay. temporary, okay. hopefully.
0: Yeah. Sometimes
1: yeah. things go awry with our immune system, and that acute inflammation stays around in the body for in any type of tissue it can happen. And so when that happens, it's called either silent or chronic inflammation. And this type of inflammation is the core underlying cause of most illness, disease, faster aging and weight gain because this uh, inflammation is circulating throughout the body and wherever you may be genetically vulnerable it's going to set up there right mm-hmm. or again mm-hmm. if, if uh, your local inflammation has uh, become chronic then you know you're still you're you're still uh, promoting inflammatory molecules And so, you know, you can look at silent inflammation like having a sore on the inside of your body that never heals. Mm. It's, you know, it's always there. It never goes away like acute inflammation does. It emits just a trickle of inflammatory molecules. And you would think, well, this is better, right? Because loud inflammation emits an enormous amount but it isn't better because, again, it never goes away. It's there 24-7, right. unbeknownst to most people. And so this is where why they call it silent inflammation. And so, um, you yeah. know, you look mm-hmm. at diseases like... Uh, Alzheimer's disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes, obesity, even weight gain, high blood pressure and more. These are all directly related to this low-level inflammation okay. and so the, the, the key is to prevent an, an excess amount of this low-level inflammation But you, and you can rewind that, you know, hit that reset button to reverse that inflammation in the body. And it's okay. important to note that you do want some inflammation in order to fight foreign invaders, etc. But but a low amount. You don't want an excess amount.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So acute inflammation can be temporary, like for example, like you said, you know, you cut your finger um, or something else that or you the body sunburn
1: or a head yeah. right right yeah. any
0: kind of an injury that you've sustained mm-hmm. that is not like a life threatening serious it's going to heal but depending on that injury or the situation that acute inflammation could like morph into a chronic inflammation
1: right so silent as exactly. ok such as diabetes for example yeah yeah or obesity. and right. you know it's it, you know for example now uh, fat cell inflammation exudes Again, a low, it's like the silent inflammation of your fat cells. So you're exuding um, just a trickle of inflammatory molecules, but again, it's 24 7. Mm-hmm. And so you're setting up inflammation, uh, you're setting yourself up for, say, type 2 diabetes with this fat cell inflammation Mm -hmm. or other types of uh, underlying illnesses or disease. And uh, again, you know, when you lose the weight, the inflammation goes down and research shows that they can predict six months beforehand via inflammatory markers, if somebody's going to gain weight or not, which I find fascinating. Oh, that is interesting.
0: Yeah. So that's good to know because if you have the markers, um, Then you can be so much more aware of proactive, yeah, right, right. Be proactive and hopefully um, not sort of
1: switch those markers on, you know. Right, and so a lot of people think used to. Well, a lot of people still think that, um, and we used to think that. Uh, our fat was just this jiggly mass. It just kind of sat there and didn't look so pretty, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Well, we now know differently that our fat, in fact, is very much alive. It's our largest endocrine organ, and it's actively sending out messages and more determining whether to store more fat, to release more uh, fat. And, uh, you know, with the types of foods most people are eating, the standard American diet, white bread, like our last show we talked about. Right, um, right, processed, um, Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has a powerful impact upon our fat cells, creating this silent inflammation in the fat cell. So we have roughly 100 billion of these fat cells in our body, and they're all about the size of a period on the end of a sentence when they're healthy. But when they become uh, packed full of fat, sugar, other glucose, and others that bloat the fat, other compounds that bloat the fat cell, mm-hmm. the cell begins to act as if it is is infected. Again, we have that immune response happening.
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, okay. So we know that our immune system, actually creates inflammation in order to protect our body from infection or, you know, death, depending on what Mm -hmm. it is, you know, it's there to serve a purpose. It's not something necessarily that you are like, I have to, I have to tamp this down. I have to take medication to make it go away. What you want to do is recognize that it's trying to tell you something, something needs Mm -hmm. to be tended to, and then tend to that. And then the inflammation, because the inflammation is there to do a job, right? To alert you to something needs to be fixed or tended to or right right, adjusted. Okay. Okay. Even though it's uncomfortable, but otherwise you wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It's it's a language that you you know you have to learn to understand and listen to. It's it's and so
1: yeah, and so when this happens, you know one, you know there's a lot of uh, theories out there about. For example, why we have uh, osteoarthritis, right? One of the theories, which is inflammation of the, say, uh, knee joint or joints in the hand or the feet, um, that, for example, we have cells that uh, become what they call senescent. They're dying cells. And they, these dying cells are sending off a message to other cells in the area saying, help me. I need some help here, guys. But because the cell is not functioning effectively it 's stopped uh, du- it 's stopped replicating the other cells aren 't getting the message, so the cell then this senescent cell begins to send out uh, inflammation, inflammatory compounds, and all sorts of goo and <laughs> you know it 's just <laughs> yeah. a messy mess and this is what what they think it 's a theory that is causing this uh, pain in our knee joints. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, one of the things that they're working on right now in terms of alleviating inflammation uh, is senescent cell work, which I think Hmm. is great. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: interesting. So uh,
0: I think it's important, too, for people to understand that a lot of these, uh, the health conditions that are um, like a result of chronic inflammation... Mm -hmm. Like like heart disease and obesity and the autoimmune disorders, um, even prolonged stress, right? Those, all of those, yeah, yeah, all of those things um, are degenerative in nature, right? So right now, why? Let's explain why it's important for people to understand why that's so um, critical for them to understand. You know, it's it's degenerative in nature. I mean, by its meaning, it means it's right it's irreversible for the most part that's what that's what those things are so
1: yeah I, so let's take stress for example yeah um you know when we're we're under prolonged stress which means chronic stress and a lot of people are you know we have yeah. we have uh work is stressful we have family drama you know it's a it's an ongoing situation right mm-hmm. it, it's different for everybody and so this really actually alters the effectiveness of cortisol to regulate the inflammation in our body and our, our immune response, essentially, mm-hmm. because it decreases the sensitivity to the cortisol, right? And as, uh, it, you know, as it just becomes, it just pr- pr- uh, promotes inflammation throughout the body. And this has a number of health effects. We become... Uh, You know, it depresses our immune system, it promotes weight gain, it promotes hunger and cravings, poor sleep, anxiety,
0: you Mm -hmm. name it.
1: Yeah, it's a cascade, right? Yeah, it's a cascade, yeah. Yeah. And it's all hormonally based, actually. So, you know, stress has an impact, a powerful impact on every single area of our health. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but Thanks
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're all very, um, they're all related to each other. I mean, everything yeah. is connected, and each thing affects the other. Um, but I just, yeah, I want to make sure that people who uh, are thinking, you know, maybe they're even, in, uh, say, they're only in their thirties or forties, mm-hmm. and and they're experiencing chronic inflammation to some degree now, it's so important for them to understand that if they don't get a grip on this now and start to do things to uh, change course, that mm-hmm. so many of these things are like irreversible deterioration. They have to, you You can't just wait until you are in so much you know, pain or discomfort that you finally go to a doctor and then your only course of action in some cases is, you know, medication because you can't reverse what's what's been done
1: right yeah that's a that's a really good point so again let's take stress for example get Mm -hmm. to the root of the problem right and so de-stressing and actually uh, specific types of deep breathing or any kind of deep breathing actually helps promote uh, less inflammation in the body it stimulates the vagal nerve it tones it which uh, is a very very important aspect to our overall health and well-being, and so automatically when we when we breathe deeply we we tamp uh, down on the stress response. It, it happens. It stops the stress response in its tracks. So mm-hmm. there's a couple of techniques. For example, the four seven eight technique uh, that I that I use. A lot and I use it proactively because you want to use it even when you're not stressed to to just protect yourself and to promote that bagel nerve stimulation uh, tone and so you you know practicing deep breathing another one is called box breathing that people can do very important this all reduces stress in the body immediately and the thing with uh, any of these breathing techniques is that you can do it anywhere, essentially. Yeah. You can do it while you're driving, if you're yeah. not at the driver next to you or in front of you, or, mm-hmm. you know. You right. can do it if you wake up and you can't go to sleep, for example, or if you wake up, it puts you right to sleep. That's how calming this is. And, yeah. again, it's, it's protecting you from the negative inflammatory
0: effects of stress. So interesting, isn't it? That the one thing that we're so one of the things that we are so automatically we take for granted. So many people don't realize how powerful and potent and healing certain types of breathing can be. It's it's built and it's it's built into our system and it's Mm -hmm. so
1: underutilized. It really is and it promotes mitochondrial health, which uh, relates to inflammation directly in that uh, our mitochondria are these little tiny organelles, which are just little baby organelles, organs within the cell, right? It's a, and we, we have... Uh, a lot of them when we're born, and they're very healthy. And that's why you see so many children that are you're know, running around and they have all this energy mm-hmm. and their, their bodies are able to repair very well. Their cellular health is optimal when, they're, when you're young. Right. But as we age, that cellular health begins to deteriorate and so does our mitochondrial health. And uh, key markers of optimal health are... A, the number of them and the health of the mitochondria, that's why you see aging people. They're so frail mm-hmm. and they are tired and they don't have any energy and they're slow because they're lacking mitochondria. And when you take care of those mitochondria, stress has a direct impact upon reducing and uh, harming the mitochondria itself. That um, That's a very important uh, mm-hmm. per, uh, point to look to, uh, in terms of optimizing your health is increasing mitochondrial health. And I can go into how yeah. to do that, but, um, yeah. but I, I would say for the listeners, I would say, you know, when you educate yourself, definitely educate yourself about mitochondrial health as well.
0: Okay. And one of the key things, yeah, so that we don't get too far off track, but one mm-hmm. of the key things is, is managing, finding ways to manage stress because that is so such a big right. thing that directly affects everything, including the health of the the mitochondrial cells. Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Perfect. So, all right, here's, here's a thing I want to, I want to talk about. I want to get your take on it. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: chronic inflammation is generally purported by the medical industry to have no cure. Um, Now, I know that, you know, there are some things that you and I as more holistic health practitioners uh, don't always think that that applies to everything, but- Mm -hmm. For the sake of this, all right, supposedly chronic inflammation has no cure, um, it, you know, because it's something that keeps coming back, and, and then it's triggered by certain factors. And, and so the common course of action by most doctors is to try and avoid the triggers, you know, if they even know what they are, and then manage it uh, with medication and perhaps diet, depending on the doctor and the patient and the condition. But it's that course of action rather than trying... Um, To discover the root cause, you know, which you which you talked about briefly a moment ago. And I'm thinking, you know, wouldn't it be nice if there was more of an effort on eliminating and getting to the root cause of things rather than just simply trying not to disturb the condition into, you know, into flaring up.
1: Yes, that's a really good point because what you're essentially saying, if I'm correct, is that instead of going to the doctor and them telling you, well, sorry, you know, you've got chronic inflammation, here, take this Advil or right. whatever, right? What needs to be done is, like you mentioned, is getting to the source of the yeah. inflammation, and that can be done. And unfortunately, most people have no idea that simply. They're eating a diet that is anti-inflammatory. I wrote a book about it, Mm -hmm. that it can heal you. It can heal your gut. It can heal, take the pain away from your joints. It is, it can help you reduce weight. That's how powerful anti-inflammatory foods really are. Yeah. So... Yeah, and it's it's very important. And there are certain areas of the diet that have a huge impact, as we know, upon weight. Specific foods that people think are healthy that really yeah. aren't. Um, our gut health is another uh, foundation of chronic health, unfortunately. Um, chronic inflammation, rather. And, you know, a lot of people are walking around with leaky gut. And, um, you know, there's... Yeah. There's all sorts of different food myths out there that people believe that's causing inflammation in the body, and then there's all those foods that are extremely important to optimizing health. There's oils people are using that are literally causing inflammation in the body.
0: Oh my god, I
1: know. You know, and it's like as long as you know when you have the knowledge, that's when you can make these shifts.
0: Right, right. And we're going to circle back around and and touch on a few Mm -hmm. things about food um, in just a few minutes. um, And we'll get a little bit more into that. Uh, How about what about exercising and inflammation you know is uh, depending on your condition is it good can you do too much can you do too little
1: you know how Have does you've been that... reading my twitter account i always read your twitter
0: account <laughs> i just posted
1: about this yesterday i think it was yesterday okay yeah. And so, you know, it, it, it's true. People think that exercise is great. So the more I do, the better off I am. And that's like the very worst thing you could do. It's just as bad to do excess exercise than it is to do no exercise. Okay, we so what's want,
0: excess, though?
1: How well, you? You, it depends on the person, really, sure. but you'll know. You'll feel tired. You'll feel... Um, that you don't have any motivation the next day. That you, you know, you're mm-hmm. not eating as well, you and there's, hmm? you may have pain, right? Pain. Right. <laughs> that's, a, well, right. that's a good one. And you just, you're just not yourself. And those are signs that you're in excess. But excess, you know, is running a marathon is excess, right? Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's very inflammatory. In fact, uh, a lot of marathon runners. Uh, depress their immune system because there's so much inflammation going on. Um, you know, there's ex- types of exercise that are very hard on the body and it it really does depend upon the person, how um, well um, uh, fit, how fit they are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you just, for example, you're a weekend warrior, that's gonna, going to cause inflammation in the body. So it's really important to be balanced mm-hmm. when you do exercise. So, I recommend that people do 3 to 4 sessions of high intensity interval training or burst training as it's mm-hmm. also called, uh, which don't let high intensity scare you. It's just essentially whatever you're capable of at your top, right? Yeah. So, yeah. there's um, you know, I there's a Foundational high-intensity interval training, or HIT for short, that I recommend, and it's simply just going all out for 30 seconds, and going back down to a low to moderate pace for 90 seconds, Mm -hmm. and doing that eight times. That's it.
0: Yeah, and that's not yeah, that's not a big ask,
1: really. No, it really isn't, and it's it's fabulous for your health, for your weight. It, in fact, research supports that it is even better for you than long traditional mm-hmm. cardio, right? The long, right. you know, half yeah. hour, 45 minutes, hour uh, type of cardio. Mm-hmm. And then you want to throw in some resistance training, however that looks to you. Right. This will also help reduce inflammation in the body. Um, and that's because you're building up that uh, muscle tissue, which also helps balance blood sugar, promote insulin sensitivity, and increase those mitochondria we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, exercise is fantastic uh, yeah. for doing yeah. all of that. And it really does. Uh, uh, in fact, there's research out there showing that if you exercise, you do uh, prevent the buildup of those senescent cells I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And even with a poor diet, so I'm not advocating a poor diet. Right. But right. that just shows you how powerful exercise yeah. really is. It is, yeah. It,
0: yeah. I mean, when you exercise, like you say, it doesn't have to be anything extreme. Just something moderate, you know, that that um, fits into your the condition that you are at currently. Yeah. But but it yeah. really it really does it when you do that it actually you know creates a chemical reaction in your body and you're releasing those happy hormones and uh, and it mm-hmm. just it can it has the power to do all of those wonderful you know physical things biological things in your body which which directly affects your state of mind and and I think that that's really important it's one of the things that I wanted to ask you too so like the whole your whole outlook on life is so I think, affected by, you know, your physical state. So I know that, with some of my clients, and then just people that I know, friends and relatives, you know, this kind of condition, when you have any kind of chronic inflammation, it just overshadows like everything they do, you know, it, it makes it so right. hard, it makes it hard for them to stay, you know, in a physically and mentally good feeling place for any great length of time. So it can be very discouraging, and it just wears on people. It's it's like a different kind of stress, like a Chinese water torture, you You know, so, you know,
1: it's a good description.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just always there either. It's either if it's not, you know, right up present and flaring up, it's lurking in the shadows. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm like, what do you like? What do you witness with your clients who suffer with chronic inflammation as far as their, their attitude and their general disposition? And what change do you see in that as they start to? you know, change their diet and their exercise routine, and they start to get healthier, how do you notice that affecting their mental disposition?
1: Yes, I've noticed that uh, with my clients that uh, inflammation can exacerbate or even give rise to depressive symptoms. And this is common, and people, you know, they almost go hand in hand together. Right. You know, just like you said, Chinese water torture—it's living with pain on a daily basis. Yeah. And it's challenging for anybody. Um. So it's a the as I mentioned, it's a key immune response in our body, and also too, um, when it's prolonged, it can wreak havoc causing more inflammation and more, and more added stress, uh, putting, yeah. uh, putting everybody at risk, putting right. people with it at risk for depression. And so um, one area that I have my clients with chronic conditions look to is their gut health, right? I, I make sure that they take care of their gut health because uh, research shows that uh, depression and gut health are directly connected. Yeah. and yeah and when we have a healthy gut we have a healthy a healthy outlook as you were talking mm-hmm. about because mm-hmm. you know i'm uh, a firm believer that if the world ate better yeah <laughs> we have happier people walking around right sure. you know sure. if we all had a better diet so um
0: it's true i mean people people that are ha- basically happy content people have no desire to put anybody else in any sort of pain, you know what I mean. Exactly, all all right. the people that are in some sort of mental, emotional, or physical pain, you know what I mean, and they uh, have no idea what's going on. That's right. the
1: thing. Right. Yeah, it's not necessarily so, a conscious thing. Right, and so when you have uh, poor gut health, which essentially means you know most of the United States is uh, either obese or overweight. And when you're in that state, you have uh, less gut bugs and you have less diversity of them, which means that your gut is not happy, right? So what you want to do is add in some healthy, happy gut bugs, mm-hmm. uh, healthy, happy gut bacteria yeah. to encourage a uh, healthy mindset because bad gu- bad gut bugs, produce toxins that trigger inflammation in the body. Yeah. Not only that, it triggers as a weight gain, inflammation, insulin resistance, yeah. you know, you name it, the list goes on. But you, you think about our gut and our immune system and how it's uh, impacted COVID-19 right yes.
0: yes and
1: so um when you have any of these risk factors and that includes poor gut health then you know your body your immune system is depressed and so what we want to do is we want to optimize our gut health and it's simple to do you just stop feeding the bad gut bugs yes. and i can go into that if you wish uh, but that's the key. You stop feeding the bad gut bugs the foods they need to survive, which is sugar mm-hmm. and white flour, all yeah. those refined processed foods. They literally need those foods in order to thrive. And when you, when you take those foods away, I call it pulling the weeds of your gut garden, mm-hmm. then you can start populating your gut with cultured foods that add in uh, healthy bacteria, healthy mm-hmm. bacteria that's mm-hmm. going to help optimize gut health and promote weight loss and better brain health and right. better mood. Right. Um, and and then finally, you want to fertilize your gut garden, which you do that with uh, prebiotic foods, which have special fibers that feed the healthy gut bugs. So then what mm-hmm. you're doing is you're creating an abundance of these bugs. You're feeding the healthy ones, not the right. bad ones.
0: Yeah, feed the good ones, starve out the bad ones. Right. It's yeah, it's not a complicated equation. It's just right. a matter of learning, <laughs> right? It's a matter of people learning what exactly is the good stuff that I need to and what is the bad stuff I need to be replacing with the good stuff. And then right. it just so, then it just happens, you know, automatically.
1: Yeah, and so some of the good Prebiotic fibers I was talking about are like asparagus, onions, leeks, garlic, really all veggies, mm-hmm. and uh, these any kind of vegetable really will feed healthy gut bacteria that 's why all the, the uh, studies show that there' are studies that show people who don 't eat any vegetables and they eat just meat, say such as a carnivore diet, right. uh, have can have healthy gut bacteria but for sure we know that people who eat uh, a lot of vegetables in their diet do have healthier gut bacteria gut sure. uh, a healthier gut right,
0: right and
1: and those cultured foods are foods like sauerkraut research shows changes your. Mm-hmm. yes it changes your gut health within three days, and which is fantastic. Olives, pickles, coconut yogurt, regular yogurt, dark chocolate, and then I always recommend a probiotic supplementation as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: well, I have got all those boxes
0: checked. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Of course you do. I, I just I just had some sauerkraut the other day. <laughs> This is so good, and uh, and I love having, like, just a little nibble of dark chocolate. Yeah. And that's, like, my little treat. It doesn't take much when it's dark chocolate, right? You don't have to sit and eat. Uh, that's the thing a about dark box,
1: chocolate. Right? Right. The darker the chocolate, it almost takes away cravings, too, it for does. sugar. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It's really it's- amazing. It's the, the polyphenols and antioxidants in there that do that, which is astounding. Yeah, it's,
0: uh, it's great. You'll you 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 are very satisfied after one bite, mm-hmm. maybe two. And then that's it. You, there's, you have no, you're satiated. Um, it, it, and you actually are, if you've got a good quality, really dark chocolate, you're right, you have the benefit of those extra uh, antioxidants and the good stuff that's in there for you.
1: Right. And- but if you are one that can easily go overboard on chocolate, don't bring right. it into the house. I, yeah, yes, I agree. If you're
0: do not, not some, bring it into the house. Right. No rule number weakness. one. Know your weakness.
1: <laughs> right,
0: exactly. <laughs> if it's a weakness, just walk away. <laughs> just forget about it. Um okay, what do you think about uh, I've been doing a lot of diving into metal toxicity lately. Um because again you know, circling back around to looking for the source of things, root causes and sources. uh, It seems, you know, it's just becoming more and more evident and there is more and more scientific proof about all of the metal toxicities Mm -hmm. that, that we're getting. And it's coming from places that we wouldn't suspect. And after years and years of this building up in your body, Sure enough, it's going to show up as inflammation, and because they don't really know exactly the the cause, it's called, you know, a name like uh, autoimmune disease, which right. is sort of blanket for well you know your 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 immune system is attacking itself it's it's attacking foreign substances but it's mistakenly attacking your joints too and so now you have an autoimmune disease and you know here's how we're going to manage that now first of all I have a really hard time accepting the theory that our immune system makes any mistakes so I, I question that um, theory right there but mm-hmm. so I'll ask your opinion mm-hmm. on that too But then, yeah, what what are your thoughts about the metal toxicity and being a a huge uh, source that isn't is just really now becoming something that, you know, people are more and more aware of?
1: Yeah, uh, it it definitely is um, an inflammatory uh, proponent in terms of its ability to cause inflammation in the body and inflammatory reaction. So, you know, if as they as heavy metals increase so do free radicals right in the body and this results in dna damage and um, and you need and it uh, depletes the body of glutathione which is the master antioxidant of your body very important that you have enough of that just like you need healthy mitochondria you need a you need enough uh, uh, glutathione as well and so you know heavy metal detox is something that it needs to be looked at further. There are some foods that I highly recommend to help people detox from this. And, Hmm. you know, such as uh, blueberries, wild blueberries, (laughs) Um, just drinking lemon water is fantastic. It supports liver health. And two that I love uh, I'm going to have on my podcast a lady uh, who has a company called Energy Bits, and she uh, has what is known as spirulina and chlorella. Mm -hmm.
0: Personally, I love spirulina. I have been taking spirulina for gosh, a couple of decades, I think it's amazing. And this is just now a perfect segue, uh, Dr. Laurie, into talking more specifically about some of the food categories that we know worsen inflammation in people, especially people with autoimmune disorders. So let's maybe give those categories real quick and then we can talk about some um, excellent anti-inflammatory uh, inflammatory foods for uh, people to to give mm-hmm. a try or incorporate into their diet.
1: Absolutely, yes. Um, The key key underlying factor is to really eat an anti-inflammatory diet. So you want to have foods that are really going to reduce cellular inflammation and even a way of eating. So I obviously talk about eating an anti-inflammatory diet, but what a lot of people don't know is that the ketogenic diet or even intermittent fasting reverses Uh, inflammation in in the body, cellular inflammation via a a ketone called BHB. It's a ketone body and it inhibits NLRP3, which is an inflammasome that promotes inflammation. So that's a way of eating. And then, you know, packing those types of diets with lots of antioxidants and polyphenols. And of course, we all know we get our antioxidants when we eat our vegetables, right? And uh, we want we want to make sure that we don't eat too much fruit. We want to have low sugar fruits optimally and leave the high sugar fruits like mangoes and papayas and uh, pineapple uh, for, for, you know, special, you know, for treats. Yeah, like
0: like a dessert, like you would a dessert,
1: really. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and And,
0: it's probably before we get too far away from it, I just want to circle Mm -hmm. back real quick to veggies because I want to make sure that we're... um, clarifying that those wonderful, you know, live enzymes and antioxidants and all mm-hmm. of those good things from vegetables, really to get all of the benefit of that, you want to be getting some raw vegetables. We're not talking about opening up a can of corn or a can of green beans.
1: Yeah, right? Corn is a grain.
0: <laughs> right. You're right, But most people think it's a vegetable. I and, know it. I and know. I'm shocked at how many people are still buying vegetables in cans so you know there's not going to be anything really much beneficial left for you in a in a vegetable you get out of a can
1: right no right because yeah you know the the nutrients are leaching out into the water in the can but yeah. when we, um, it really anti-inflammatory, anti-inflammatory <laughs> foods really do transform your health and, and your weight as well. So, you know, we want to uh, add in foods that, in spices too, what a lot of people don't realize is just a tiny amount of spice like turmeric, for
0: mm-hmm. example,
1: is, has powerful anti-inflammatory uh, effects. And yeah. ginger. A little bit of chopped up ginger is great. And those wonderful chia seeds, which have really healthy fats and, mm-hmm. you know, wild salmon full of omega-3 fat, which in fact reverses inflammation in the body. It is a direct source, therapeutic source of omega-3 as opposed to, say, a flax flaxseed uh, that has to be converted, right? Mm-hmm. So that conversion process makes it a little iffy, if you will, and so, you know, make sure to get a lot of really good omega-3s in your diet to reverse inflammation, and there are antioxidants, say, for example, in salmon, uh, such as astaxanthin, which makes the salmon pink, is highly potent in terms of reversing inflammation. And then, of course, your green leafy vegetables, which I highly recommend everybody gets one uh, salad a day, at least, if they can. And then we go to, say, uh, broccoli or cauliflower, right? Mm-hmm. These are examples of cruciferous veggies that uh, contain anti-inflammatory and anti-cancer phytonutrients. The sulforaphane, which makes it, gives it that sulfur smell, right? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever experienced oh, that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it helps the body to get rid of the carcinogenic pro, uh, compounds that we're building up potentially,
0: okay. and then
1: you know it's it's it promotes what is the master antioxidant of the body, which is glutathione as well. Okay. There isn't, in my opinion, a more powerful antioxidant uh, vegetable, if you will than the cruciferous vegetables. And so olive oil is, uh, something very good for you. Uh, avocado oil is another one. Coconut oil is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, and then the low sugar fruits like blueberries are fantastic. All berries, you know, blueberries, strawberries, and, and the rest. So perfect. You know, yeah, those are examples.
0: Yeah, those are great examples, and I know um, I'm a huge fan of Udo's three six nine oil blend, which is a perfect blend of of the omegas um, mm-hmm. three six and nine. And so those are our essential fatty acids that we all need for, you know, good optimal really health and brain health. So that's I'm a big fan of that as well. Um,
1: let's yeah. run down. Uh, yeah, do you use Udo's oil? No, I don't. I don't. But I do use a uh, fish oil that's esterified as opposed to uh, your typical. Fish mm-hmm. oil, it passes, the, it's, it passes the blood-brain barrier much easier than other types of fish oil. Mm-hmm. So there are two, ty- two types that you, that you need to be on the lookout for. And if you have any family history of Alzheimer's disease or any other type of um, dementia, yeah. that kind of thing, it's really important to go to that type of oil because typically fish oil, the, your common variety, doesn't do that very well.
0: Good to know. Good to know. All right. And then the things that we want to avoid, um, I mean, let's people know this, but for some reason, you just can't, you know, say it often enough. So, right, sugar and Mm -hmm. refined
1: carbohydrates, um, processed meats. Yeah, we did a whole show on that uh, about a month or so ago, and that show was on sugar. Mm-hmm. and uh which i find very important for people to know about because yes so everybody knows sugar isn't good for you but some people don't realize how inflammatory it really is and uh when you know you eat sugar you're you're eating a refined processed food so when you hear the word refined and processed that's you know you can throw right. sugar into that category right but then we have other sh- other foods such as um, refined flowers and you know big chain fast food companies. Mm-hmm. They're all they're all putting out refined junk, ultra processed foods, and uh, they're using really unhealthy oils, just like you would find in the grocery store as well. They're yeah. using oils that have been uh, really processed, chemically uh, processed, extremely. Yes, and yes. a couple of those are corn oil, vegetable oil, canola, canola. oil soy oil you know there was just an article out uh research rather about soy oil's effects on the brain if you can imagine that yeah Yeah. very scary stuff yeah so it's very important to swap out do an oil change right make Mm -hmm. sure you get your avocado oil your coconut oil your macadamia nut oil olive oil is packed full of nutrients so those are those are and butter is very good for you so those are examples of oils that you want to keep in your pantry on hand and never buy those other ones again. Right.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned butter too, because stay away from the butter like spreads. Right. The, you know, the, the margarines and the I can't believe it's not butter type stuff because it's full of chemically processed Junk. oils and hydrogenated mm-hmm. oils. And it's just it's awful. It's garbage. Absolutely. Even if garbage. it says
1: heart healthy, it isn't
0: it's not. It's a right. lie right it's a bull-faced lie it's not heart
1: healthy it's not healthy for anything
0: except the manufacturer's budget
1: oh great yeah the bottom line that's what it's healthy for
0: exactly okay so coming down the home stretch here you mentioned Mm -hmm. and i love this about um i call it like a keto-centric eating lifestyle and so Mm -hmm. I, i know that um I know that you have a new book out, I believe,
1: right? The Ketogenic Key? Yes. Yeah. The Ketogenic Key. Yes. So, it is. Um, it's out now, actually, uh, today. It's, it oh. is arriving. Yay. Okay, <laughs> it was released. That's, yeah. That's awesome. So,
0: very exciting. So, yeah. yeah. Tell us just briefly a, a quick snippet about that so we can tell everyone to uh, to go out and grab it. Um,
1: before we sign off, I'd love to hear just a little bit Absolutely. about it. Absolutely, Thank you very much. Yes, it's called The Ketogenic Key, and it shows you how to really unlock the secrets on how to lose weight, slow aging, stop inflammation, and prevent disease. And it, it really addresses fat loss. It promotes fat loss fitness athletic performance, cognition, memory, focus, longevity. It it helps you fight cancer, heart health, and the list really goes on. But the book is – I did the book with my co-author, Stephen Welch, and it took us about a year and a half to write this book. Mm. And it's very science-based and with, you know, just – you know he 's been in in the medical research industry for most of his life in fact, and of course i 've been in my doing my part of the work as well but he he uh, has been a really great uh, co author uh, and has really helped you know the, get the word out there about mm-hmm. ketogenic nutrition intermittent fasting but what I love about this book most is that it offers people a choice. If they don't want to do the ketogenic diet, Mm -hmm. then they have choices in this book. It's all about ketosis. okay? And that is what drives the cellular health, the autophagy that we talked about, the uh, cellular housekeeping that keeps you healthy and living longer. And uh, it talks about the different options that people have to achieve ketosis. So that's what I really love about the book. Yeah,
0: Thank that's you. awesome because, right, you
1: can still, it's
0: nice to know that there are ways that you can still get the benefit of of ketosis and all that that offers. Mm-hmm. And you can still be eating sort of, like I said, ketocentric, but it doesn't, you can do that without having to be on a very strict, extreme ketogenic right. diet. And so and we have lots I think,
1: of, oh, yeah. go ahead.
0: I was going to say, ahead. I think that that, yeah. you know, that any kind of a, a diet that seems to somebody that they perceive to be sort of extreme and a huge departure is,
1: it's scary for people to go, I, they don't want to commit to that. Right. So, and it's a very, yeah. you know, the ketogenic diet is a strict carbohydrate intake, right? 50 mm-hmm. or less carbs a day. And, and, you know, 45 grams of carbs is in one bagel and that's it the right. day. So if right. you don't want to do that, and a lot of people like it and are, are doing extremely well on it, yeah. and you do get your vegetables and you have moderate protein, but, you know, there are other options in order to do it. So yeah, I would, uh, you know, I would say that at definitely getting into ketosis in some form or fashion is a must in terms of optimizing health and weight. Excellent.
0: Dr. Laurie, remind everybody where they can find out
1: more about oh, you sure. and your books and services, please. Thank you, Lori. Yes, you can find me on my website, com. And you can find me on Twitter, Lori Shemek, on Instagram and Facebook, Dr. Laurie Shemek. And uh, I'm all over the place. So Yes. Yeah. Try to put out every day healthy information that's practical and usable for people, just to optimize their health.
0: Yeah, which is, and it's true. I love your your Twitter and your Instagram. Everything has always got really great tips um, that anybody can start implementing. Yeah, into their life. So it's really, really. Um, you're just a wonderful resource, and I love what you're doing. Aww, um, thank you. So yeah, this was awesome. Thank you so much for coming back on and talking about inflammation with people. I think that it's really important for them to understand. It's not just about, it's, it's about more than just, you know, some achy joints and trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. There's, there's you know, there's just so much more to it than that. So I really appreciate you, uh, you spelling some of it out for us. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for the honor. Take care, Lori.
0: All right, everyone. I hope you got a lot out of that. I mean, chronic inflammation is linked to a host of health conditions. We're talking heart disease, obesity, Alzheimer's, cancer, diabetes, autoimmune disorders, and many others. If any of these conditions apply to you or your family members, I encourage you to seriously consider adjusting your diet and implementing a moderate exercise routine. It doesn't have to be extreme. Just moderate is really effective i'll bet that with consistency chances are you will feel an improvement in whatever condition you're dealing with so make sure to check out dr laurie's books for some expert guidance Um, you can't go wrong she is just amazing and please do share this episode with all of those that you care about so that they can find out how to make healthy shifts in their lives too make sure to subscribe to we're talking shift if you haven't already And it would mean a lot to me if you would just take a quick minute to give it a rating. Until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy and go make some epic shift happen in your life. That goes for you, too, Gary V. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com.